Okay. You've done it. Okay, just give me a second. I gotta prepare. Welcome to No Getting Out podcast with Alexis and Lewis. No, it's Lewis and <laughs> Alexis. What are you talking about? I tried. This is episode eight or... I don't know. Yeah, I think it's episode eight. Um, which means that we've done this for eight weeks. Eight weeks? I didn't even think about it like that. Minimum. I think it's actually nine weeks and we missed a week, but... We didn't miss a week. We just got like a Sunday. Yeah. Like, you know, an end of a week. Yeah, eight weeks. Lots changed in eight weeks <laughs> yeah that's actually true <laughs> that is actually true we which got a new president this, yeah we got a new president which is why we're doing the podcast because everything changes all the time it's all the works. time as much as you want to have a nice quiet january doesn't happen well we're going to start off this episode like we do every other episode by reading our fan <laughs> mail and uh, we got a shout out to yeah um our first you get it like fan mail you get it because it's like we've never done that before because we've never gotten fan mail yeah but now we're it's a new thing because we are gonna get no, more we've been doing it it's just it's, but you're saying we've never oh <laughs> <laughs> so we've had a special part of our episode yeah. every other episode we just haven't told anybody because we didn't get any fan yeah, mail exactly right. it's been there the whole time the segment's been here it's just this is the first time i was getting fan mail anyways we got fan mail from Marilyn Graham. It's mgram at rollins.edu. Oh you can't do that. Why can't I do that? No, put our email out. Like, seriously, you can't do that. Oh, okay. Edit it um, out. Yeah, I'm going to edit that out. It says, Dear No Getting Out Podcast, I would like to file a formal complaint against Lewis. That's me. That's you. For never playing our That's a Rap game. I didn't know it had a title. Competitively. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know. She that. has it like caps and, My and like capitalized in, in quotes. My personal in 2021 is to have him win. This is that one game we talked about in Christmas where everybody's scrambling to yeah, like the presents wrapped like the presents ridiculously. wrapped ridiculously, and, and I said that uh, I really didn't give two <laughs> craps about it. And then he got upset because he didn't win. Yeah, <laughs> but um, how? I'm just curious how that's going to play out next Christmas. Yeah, if, if Marilyn sticks to this, and then uh, I don't know where we're going to file this complaint to. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, we'll send it. up What about to with corporate. our marketing? No, we'll send director. it to corporate. She, that's our only employee is our marketing director. Who's our marketing director? We said... We, I don't remember. Daniela. Oh, Daniela. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're still yeah. hired. You're still <laughs> on the job. Oh, wait. And and Michael. Yeah. Okay. We'll send this over to corporate and have them <laughs> sort this out for you. I apologize for the inconvenience of, I don't know, me not winning. <laughs> that's a wrap. Yeah, she finishes off the email by saying, later, no gay tour. <laughs> Marilyn. P.S. Kaylee's memories whack. Sent from my iPhone. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> for the intricate details of that email. We read our fan mail here. Yeah, explicitly. Every single email we've read the whole <laughs> way through that we've gotten since the start of this. Yes, we have podcast. So again, our email is real. <laughs> I found out that nobody really thought it was real, <laughs> but it is obviously. Yeah. So no getting out. And we podcast. need your questions so we can do a third segment. Yeah, because honestly, we're like struggling. Mm-hmm. You need a haircut. Like it's really bad. You've got like these curls, and the, you know, like your hair is not curly, but you've got curls now because it's so long. What did we do last week? <laughs> All right, so people came over last weekend. Yeah, yeah. And um, 
We just hung out. Actually, we made them do work for us. Yeah, we had a, a standing desk. Yep. We put out lights uh, yep. in our patio. We put up a fan. Yep. There was another thing. We built a, a, ta- oh, a TV stand. We built a TV stand. Nobody helped me mow the lawn, though. <laughs> I was effed. Yeah, honestly, like Jen helped with the standing desk. Desk. Marilyn helped with the lights. Kaylee put up the fan like mostly by herself. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. It's only fallen down once. That's pretty good. That's legit. She did a good job. And then since that day, since that weekend, Nick and Josh came over that weekend. Nick and Josh came over. Ryan and Kara came over for a little bit. Yeah, it was it was it was nice. Yeah, we just spent like time hanging out. I don't know. It was nice to have people in our lives that come over and hang out in times of need. And we eat way too much food and drink too much much and spend too much money and. Whatever, but it's nice. We had a good time. Yeah, totally. And other people got to experience how comfy our couch is. Yeah, I think a lot of people actually slept on our couch. Yeah, it's good. After that, it's just been work. You went back to work. Yeah, which is exhausting because at that point, I hadn't been at work really in three weeks. So, like, I came home Monday exhausted. Um, But, yeah, it's just been a lot of catch up for me at work. So, I've been at work late trying to get a hang of things again. Kind of get a hold of of yeah my tasks. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah. Work for me this week's been busier too. But really, it's just been that just kind of working and then sleeping and then and then working. <laughs> and then oh, I know what I've been doing. What you been doing? Ryan gave us the Crash Bandicoot game. Like, do you remember that game well, from yeah, like yeah. PlayStation? No, I think when we were kids. Yeah, people know Crash Bandicoot. Okay, well, I didn't know that it was like that common of a game, but I remember playing it at my friend's house when we were kids. And uh, I loved it. I had so much fun with it. And then Ryan gave it to us. And that's what I've been doing every night. It's really embarrassing. Lewis, like, recorded. I'm really bad at video games. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, you know. I'm not a gamer. I didn't I have to, I hate to put you on console. blast on air, but you are just not good at video games. No. I've had to learn that. To, yeah. To accept that, you know what? You're just, uh, you just can't do it. You know? <laughs> I'm just not good at video games. You're going to forget where the B button is after you hit it 100 times already. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's okay. That's why my gaming accomplishments are such accomplishments. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually surprised you beat Celeste. I didn't think you would ever actually do that. So that's it. Yeah, it wasn't really too eventful this week. And next week is going to be more of the same. It's just we're going to. Yeah. This weekend um, we're trying to get Lewis's office set up. We're going to pay my office and then. Which means I get to get my. Uh, her office, office in, in, space in, set up and shape, right? You know, we could paint your room too while we're at it. Yeah, but Just, I don't know if I'm ready to pick a paint color. Stressful. Yeah, we got. I got a standing desk already built there. I got a standing desk already in there, so it's just about cleaning the room and painting the room, and then putting what I need in there to work from there. Yep. Yeah, so that's exciting. So for the third segment, I'm decorating the office, like I mentioned before, and I want to incorporate Renee Descartes into my office. I know that sounds really weird, and people are like, who the fuck is Renee Descartes? But he's the one that really got me into loving math. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, and that was, I guess, that's the idea of this third segment is, what's your passion, and how did you find that passion? You want me to go first? No, I feel like your story's going to be better than mine, so I'll go first. I think your story would be better than mine. I don't know that I really have like 
a moment moment i have like yeah. a, a series of moments yeah i don't i don't know i mean all right go ahead i think i think yours is still better so when i was younger i was given this book okay this makes more sense it's a level four yeah step into reading math reading book. yeah i finished reading this one here <laughs> discourse on method and the meditations by renee Descartes. then i switched over i was given this book right afterwards almost like <laughs> seconds afterwards it's called The Fly on the Ceiling, a math reader. And it's about Rene Descartes', Rene Descartes story and how he invented or thought about the Cartesian coordinate plane. Or Cartesian oh, that's plane. cool. I guess I'll talk about math, which is... That's kind of what the point the is. The Cartesian plane is the XY coordinate plane. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, it's I think like people this, are familiar with that, right? The XY. You got to gotta be familiar with this XY coordinate plane because it's such a foundational, I don't know, structure in math that, you know, even if you don't know anything about math, you can look at this this coordinate plane and know, mm-hmm. yeah, that's some math bullshit that they're talking about, you know? Yeah. I don't um, know if you could ever, be, like, what? I'm trying to think if I even know, I do not do math, right? But like, which one's X and which one's Y? But I know what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah maybe <laughs> you don't know which one the X one is and then where the Y one is. I think I know. Um, you definitely don't know where the Z one is. There is one on there on other planes. But All right. <laughs> you already insulted my gaming. I don't need you to continue to insult my intelligence. But this guy, somebody had to think about that. Somebody had to invent this Cartesian coordinate, uh, Cartesian plane, and the, Rene Descartes was the one that did it. And this book, The Fly on the Ceiling, a math reader, just kind of talks about probably not accurate at all about how he did it. <laughs> It'd be funny to see what that book... Like read it now, you know. Yeah. Well, what in the in the story? There's a fly on the wall, or a fly on the ceiling, mm. that, like like the title suggests. And he wants to track where the, the the fly goes, and he thinks about it at night. And he's like, "How do I track where this fly goes?" And he thinks about a grid system, and that's how he comes up with the Cartesian plane. You like really remember this book because it really was a big book for me. Like I really Aww. liked this Cartesian coordinate. I really liked this book, and it really got me thinking about math and and really problem solving. Mm-hmm. You know, because this guy saw a problem. Very simple one. How do I keep track of a fly on a ceiling? And invented a whole system and its structures to support that idea, right? And after that, really, it was just, it was just, I kind of just fell in, into math and I really liked it. And it was, uh, I don't know, the, 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 the logic behind math and, and I don't know, this is going to sound corny F, but <laughs> I really like the sentiment or idea, I guess, that somebody can tell you that math really is only four things it's addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. And it's true. You go all the way up to <laughs> as high as highest math as you can go. Yeah, the steps get get confusing, and the steps kind of, you know, get more involved. Sure. And it's not just a simple, you know, take this from that. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you're taking the derivative of something and you're lowering the the the, the power of something and you're dropping down something. You're subtracting. You know, mm. it's 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 still ingrained in every step you do in math. And I really like that. I really like that idea that it's so simple, but it gets built on so much mm-hmm. and it's this like whole world and this book was the one that kind of yeah got me started on that yeah everybody's listening to this like fuck i don't listen to math you know this is some <laughs> bullshit i don't like it but you said before like uh what, no matter what somebody's like passion is if they're passionate about it that's something that interests you right like yeah 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 you're right when uh, i have a tendency that if if i'm watching something and the guy i'm watching or the girl is super pa- passionate about basket weaving but they're all about basket weaving mm-hmm. you can tell that they love basket weaving i all of a sudden get sucked into it and i'm like yeah let's go <laughs> basket weaving let's do it so hopefully our listeners realize how into math you are and it makes this more interesting i think is my point oh uh, okay okay 
Sure. I mean, I think a lot of them are going to be like, fuck math. Uh, what I just thought about now was my parents always say they're not good at math, you know? Like they're they're terrible at it, and they're like, I don't know, where, I don't know where you got it, you know. And I was like, Well, you're the one that got me the book, but I think I got it from my dad, because he's always been really good with spatial, like awareness, or, or he always yeah he has solving. he has really good spatial awareness and like geometric problem solving, you know. Mm-hmm. That I think that's where I got it from. I know he doesn't. I know people don't naturally attribute that to math, but it is math mm-hmm. to be able to fit something somewhere. Or visualize something in your head, sure, uh, in a in a in a three D model, or uh, or manipulate it in your head, mm-hmm. um, reflection, translation stuff, you know. So I think that's where I got it. That's awesome. On a related note, um, I don't know. They always say you like marry somebody like your dad, and it was somebody like no, your dad. That's weird. I don't want to talk about that. Okay, it's weird. No, I mean, you could say it. I'm not trying to be like like sappy, and not like sad just i thought it was i thought i always thought it was cool and weird i guess and like my dad was super into math yeah like that was part of what he studied in college he wrote a book about euler's uh like the I'm impossible the, the impossible staircase you know euler pictures fibonacci sequence he wrote a book about fibonacci sequence yeah yeah let like, me show you the euler picture yeah talking. it was just really funny one day because like my dad was always doing random projects and Lewis came over and dad wanted to show him whatever and Lewis knew what he was talking about I had no idea what he was talking about but he was Lewis knew so I just thought it was a fun way for them to connect I thought it was Euler that drew this oh no no, no. it's a uh, not Euler it's a uh, this guy's name Escher Escher mathematically inspired pieces of work I think it's Escher yeah MC Escher I don't know yeah your dad wrote a book about yeah, drafted a book, I think, mm-hmm. about his his art, and this guy makes mathematically inspired pieces of art. Yeah, so I just thought it was a fun way for you guys to connect on something that I had literally no knowledge about. So, yeah, thought it was fun. Well, there's a lot of things like that that you have literally no knowledge about. Okay, <laughs> I don't need this to be a theme of this episode. Got him. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm just imagining all of our listeners like, God, yeah, yeah you got her. You got her so good. This bump. <laughs> That's happening. Right? All right, well, thanks, guys, for nothing. What's your passion? Uh, my passion, I guess, is my like career. Um, right. Speech language pathology. It's the complete opposite of mine. Yeah, well, it's really awesome because like, when we have kids, um, I focus on the you know, reading and writing and language stuff. And Lewis and has fi- math. And I focus on the fighting and fist to cuffs. <laughs> cool. Well, we're set up for that. And also math. Um, math. I ain't no nerd. So we got the kids homework covered. We fighting. He doesn't need any tutors. He's got us. Yeah. So um, when I was a kid, I had to go into speech therapy for like eight years. Um, I had tubes in my ears. I couldn't hear well. And we all learn speech sounds and language by hearing it. And so everything that I heard was distorted. And so everything I said was distorted. I don't get it. Why do you have tubes in your ear? So like when you get a lot of ear infections. Yeah. Then they have to put these tubes in your ears to help get the the liquid out and help equalize your ears. Wow. So you're saying because you had, because you got ear infections a lot, Mm -hmm. you weren't able to hear Mm -hmm. very often correctly. And because you weren't able to hear correctly, you would perceive words differently and you would mimic that and your speech would be affected by that. Exactly. That's bizarre. 100%. I didn't know that. 
I mean, it's just like if you're hearing um, a lot of people that, that don't use good grammar, like you're not going to use good grammar unless you've been explicitly taught because true. what you've been naturally hearing is incorrect and that's what you're going to use. So we just kind of mimic, we are products of our environment. Makes sense. For, in a lot of ways. Yeah. So like I was in speech, I mean, apparently you couldn't hear, or under, you couldn't understand a word I said, like. I would talk because I still love to talk, yeah. and uh, but I, I'd talk and talk and talk, and my mom would be like, "What? what did nobody you knows say? what you're saying." So I was in speech for most of my childhood, and now I'm, you know, okay. I don't have to worry about speech anymore, and so that's what got me interested in the field. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I decided in high school that that's what I wanted to to, to pursue. And it wasn't until college I had to take this intro to communications course where I knew that a speech language pathologist does more than just speech sounds. Like I thought that's all we did. But no, we work on language. Um, You work on swallowing. You work with cognition. We work with feeding. We work. And that's um, where you bailed. And that's when I was like, no, this is not what I want. No, that's when I was like, this is it. Like I. Really? Fell, I, I remember my intro to communications course and or communication disorders, my intro to communication disorders course. And I'm learning all about these new things that we do. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, this is exactly what I want to do. do. I want to help people with. And that was when we were going through learning that like dad had Parkinson's and mm, SLPs yeah. work with that population. With that population. Because there's with the dementia and the memory we work with um, and swallowing issues we work with. So I just kind of kept, kept doing it, kept doing it. And every time I would take a class, like I, That's I, nice. I loved that, it. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, just every new thing you learned was something that you were. Yeah. I was really grateful that like there wasn't really any point during my schooling that I was like, eh, I don't know about this. Like this I boring. was really excited every time. That's cool. Yeah. How'd that work out for you? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's my job. <laughs> that's your job now. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, and, you, and you work with, you decided to work with kids. Yeah. Because you could work with. Right. Because we work across like the whole age group. Um, and in grad school, you have to do externships. And I was, I had worked at a school before grad school. And I was like, nah, I don't think this is like right for me I didn't like how it was set up I didn't like what our role was there and then in grad school I um, interned at a school and this lady that was my supervisor was like the model SLP really she made it look like the most perfect job nice Um, everything was nice and and calm and she was always well put together and she was so nice and the kids loved her and she just made it seem like this is the dream. This is the dream. Now, like most people are not in that situation, I have learned. Like she gave me false hope for this this field, but she's wonderful. She tried to get me to come work with her again when she found out I lived over here again. That's cool. Yeah, she's really great. What school she's at? Well, like what is it? She's in Hillsborough. She's in Hillsborough. Okay. Yeah. Um, but then um, after that internship, I went to the VA in St. Pete, and I got to work with you know in a hospital setting. And that's how we work on swallowing and memory and cognition. And, and a I bunch really of old guys that like to grope. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> and I really, really liked it. Um, 
But to be honest, I had a couple of patients with Parkinson's and like hit too close to home. It totally hit too close to home. And I was like, I'm not ready to right. deal with this. So and I had loved my my kids experience. So I went back and worked in a school and I've been at a school ever since. And I really I mean, it's honestly like you can't beat the hours. Yeah, it's or not even just the hours, but also the like the year round. Yeah, like uh, I only work nine months out of the year. Yeah. Um, and and what I really like about it is at a school you can reach all the kids. It's not just kids that can like afford to go to a private practice or something. That's like true. it's it's anybody who can go to a public school can get services. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I have a chance to make a little more of a, a difference. All right, I'm going to count us down. 11, 2, 6. Later, Later no, no gators. gators.